I have a bit of regret about last week's episode in that I, okay, so story time. We're sitting here last week. Actually, before we even started recording last week, we go, we're doing our workout, our morning workouts on Mondays and I'm feeling like absolute garbage. I'm like, super nauseous for some reason the whole time I still came in I still like did the bare minimum and then I left I went home to just like rest and um and I thought I was gonna eat lunch before coming in to record this and while I'm while I'm there I'm just like feeling worse and worse I forced myself to eat some food and then I'm like well now it's time to go record STS so we so I, I come over here we set up, we're about to start recording. I uh, I forgot to mention that I watched Capstone during that period of time. So um, I sat there and I watched Capstone the first time and then I watched it again uh, after. And kind of my initial impression was like, oh, I didn't really like it the first time. I need to watch it again to like get a better idea of what happened. Uh, I liked it more the second time, but um, I still had like, there was something there. And then I came in, we started recording. I'm starting to feel aches in my hips. And I'm like, man, I feel terrible. And the whole time I'm, I feel like I'm trashing capstone to the point where I'm like, this is not like, there are so many different things that were missing from it. Um, anyway, I watched it a third time and it got even better. <laughs> and I'm actually thinking like part of one, like, I, I still think I'm critical about certain elements of it. But part of the reason I think I had an initial reaction to it that was uh, kind of, I was underwhelmed by it was that I was uh, developing a fever <laughs> and I was feeling like absolute garbage. And so, um, so I'm, I'm thinking like literally every time I've watched it, it's gotten a little bit better and better and better and better. And this doesn't always happen with, with some parkour videos. Sometimes they get worse or sometimes they just kind of stay the same or you get bored, but I'm actually getting more into it every time I've watched it so, so far. So that's my confession is that I've, I think I didn't quite, I wasn't in the right mental space to be watching it and appreciating it when I was uh, developing a uh, 105 degree fever. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those things where like, it's like a deep fake. It wasn't Tom last week, actually. <laughs> we were... I was, yeah, I was not my normal self. Um, but I, you know, we struggled to get through it and then I went home early um, last week. So it was, uh, that was, yeah, I felt horrendous, but then I felt better immediately the second, the next day. So it was like, just like a 24 hour kind of experience. But anyway, uh, so Capstone, we, we talked about last week. <laughs> uh, I think we should kind of like touch a little bit more on on it and kind of. Yeah, what, one thing we didn't do last week, uh, maybe we can start with this. Uh, give it uh, give it a, out of five star rating. Oh, man. Okay, so when I first watched it, I think it was like two and a half or three stars out of five, which I know just seems like really ridiculously low. low. Crazy but low. I was just so disappointed <laughs> in it for some reason. And then, 
but now after having having watched it a third time, and actually like you, we were messaging about this last night, and you were you were asking like, or you were telling me your rating out of five, and mm-hmm. I was like saying, oh, I'm still at a three out of five. I watched it again. I'm like, this is definitely like a four or four and a half out yeah. of five. It's like it's grown on me so much over the last week now that um, I'm yeah, it's it's completely it, my opinion has completely changed on not. Not a hundred percent. There's still certain things. Obviously, I think it could have been better in some mm-hmm. elements. I still am critical of the music. I think um, it has good vibes overall, but it, there is a there is like a a really strong start with like the the music, and then it kind of starts to lull over the course of time, and then it comes back. And I just wish there was like a little bit more of like a little bit more spiking that happened over the course of the. Uh, the watch because it is 17 minutes long and you have to captivate an audience for long enough. Uh, but I, but I think it actually does do that well with just what's happening in it. The action is so over the top amazing that it's, it's hard to, um, I think it's hard to, to give it a, a particularly low score just because some of these things are, are, are unbelievably impossible seeming and they are happening and people are really doing this it's not deep fake <laughs> yeah i i still stand by, actually i left a comment the day it uploaded and i said you know you guys exceeded expectations that that was my comment on on the video and i i i still stand by that that i have a comment uh, about that. even even in terms of particularly in terms of movement and in terms of the filming and everything i think one of the problems we're gonna keep seeing with parkour films is if you're aiming to make a long one, which is where we're leaning to with YouTube and and seemingly a lot of guys at the top, like I know the store guys, they're leaning to like, yeah, more. They were very, uh, at least I remember Benj being outspoken about breach, like more of that. Actually, yeah, they said it on the the store awards last year where more of that, more, more long format. And... I think that's a cool direction to go, but the problem is, and I brought up this word before we started recording today, which is that it's very hard to make an engaging long montage, which is what capstone is and what most parkour videos are, is they are montages. What's a montage? Think uh, a music video, think Rocky training, think any anime you've watched where there's a part where a bunch of progression gets made in a, in a one minute time period. Those are montages. And typically in film, montages are short and they're part of a bigger piece. So if you wanna see a lot of things happen, a lot of highlights happen in a short amount of time, you use a filming and editing technique called a montage <laughs> to do that. But when you're trying to do a 17 minute montage, it is hard to, keep the audience captivated. And I think where Capstone would not get a five out of five for me is that you have the majority of the time, probably the 15 minutes, because only the last two parts get uh, <laughs> a different song choice, like a very different feeling song choice, which is Justin Louie and Dominic Fichtenbauer. But before that, you have song choices that I, I really liked, but 
there's certain parts where it's like, oh, this doesn't really feel like it's edited for the music or edited to the music. It seems like the music is just happening over top of it. Uh, and so as much as I, I enjoyed them, I hit that like 12 minute mark, maybe when it gets around to like Toby's part where I'm like, oh, this is what time, what else can I watch right now? This is, I'm, uh, what else, what's on my phone? I'm, I'm distracted now and I'm no longer absorbed by the film. And that's probably what you felt when you were sick and tired of watching it last week. <laughs> sick and tired. Well, yeah, I was definitely sick and tired. Was I sick and tired of watching it? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I just felt like I was watching it and just there was things that were incredible that were happening and I wasn't getting emotional spikes from it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and you know, and I think it was largely to do with my mental state in those moments watching it. But I actually, so you kind of mentioned they, ex- you said that they exceeded expectations, and I think what happened to me, the additional thing that happened to me that made me enjoy it less the first time, was that they didn't exceed expectations. The trailer was so over <laughs> top awesome. I loved the trailer so much that it kind of gave me a like a feeling an overall feeling for mm-hmm. how i saw the video coming together mm-hmm. real quick too trailer appropriate length montage yeah so you have no uh it's yeah you get celebrations you get all these highlights all these like quick spike 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 emotion 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 coming soon yeah exactly and and the trailer was awesome the song choice for the trailer was really was really awesome there was a really epic feel to it and it had like these crazy awesome drone shots that were capturing scale makes things look like a video game too which is like really cool um and i i think what happened was and we've had this conversation before but i built up expectations about what the video was going to be and when i watched it the first time i felt like you know obviously there's still incredible action but it didn't the actual edit didn't meet my expectations of what I thought it was going to be. And so I think there was a disconnect and that resulted in me not enjoying it the first time through, not enjoying it that much. It was, it was, a. there were still obviously redeeming factors of watching that video the first time through, but yeah, the trailer was so good that it, it, it almost like outshined the actual edit, at least upon initial watch. But after watching it for the third time now, it's I see the vision that they had a lot better and I still really enjoyed it um good (laughs) yeah it took a while for me to get around to it though like it and and I kept asking myself over the course of the week why I didn't enjoy it and it was like what is what was going on you know there, there is something to just the amount of of mileage that you and I have on consuming parkour. Cause another way to look at this is like, Oh, list your top five parkour videos. Would this fit in there? And I would have to think about it for a second because it's all about impact. It's like, Oh, you know, it, it should actually belong in there. It should belong in top five parkour videos, films, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but there's definitely been releases that, that hit me harder, that motivated me to, to train that me, you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of, a, yeah, it's, I think it's kind of like a mileage thing where you've been in it for so long that it kind of starts to look the same. And particularly when it's a, it's a longer edit and you're, you're sitting through it and you just, 
keep seeing jumps and they, they did a really good job of letting the action breathe. So something happens and then it breathes for a bit and then another big thing happens and it breathes for a bit. Good job there. But 17 minutes is still a long time. Yeah, it, it's long. But I, I, I feel like it's not impossible to make a captivating edit, edit for 17 minutes. Do you want to talk about the other one? Are you ready to move on to there yet? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, okay. Wait, what? Are, what is the other the one? Other, the other, the other, the other film. The other film. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can we can talk about that. Yeah, because we're we're trying not to make a comparison here, but there is a film that came out uh, Friday. Did it? Yeah. Today's Monday. It came out Friday. It came out Friday. It's racked up. I think we just looked six K views, which is actually pretty incredible for an unknown group of of guys doing parkour that aren't world-class like we'll be we, we kind of talked about that too they're not they're not doing anything like world-class in terms of performance uh but they're getting a lot of attention and a lot of views and both of us really enjoyed the film we're talking about a film called mind the gap that came from out of montreal which is a place i have not traveled to in a decade i've never been there uh, I used to feel like I really knew everyone who trained out there. I can't recall anything notable. Well, actually, that's not true. I think the the most notable thing to come out of Montreal since this was Swag Run by Big Mish. After that, Joey v Vasquez, I think. Yeah. Joey Vasquez made a video. I can't remember the title. It was a cool video, but it wasn't like really hard hitting for me. I, mean, I think that one was very popular. And then unit, there's this. Unit 45 though. Unit 45 mm. made edits and, and that was, and I think Swag Run was made by Vince who ended up starting He's unit, 45. unit 45. He yeah. is Unit 45. So um, yeah, it's it's been interesting watching because I feel like there was an era of Montreal parkour that was like, wow, like, it was so, it was like, everybody's out training all the time. They have a really prosperous community. And yeah. there's some really like, like hard hitting beasts coming out of there. Like Mish being the most notable, yeah. like he could jump further than anybody in the when world. When I went there in 2009, it was just a wake up to how, how bad I felt I was at parkour. <laughs> and it's not, cause, cause I went there at that time, like I, I struggled a lot with like running pre's and Kongs, like anything that moved at speed. I was, you know, at a really comfort zone and, and just going there and seeing all the guys and seeing some of the stuff they could do. And I couldn't attempt like half of it. Uh, yeah, I just, I came back like really motivated and just thinking that like Montreal was the shit. Yeah. It, it really seemed like Montreal had this really like awesome community of parkour and it, it, you know, and that was when I first moved out here and I was like, wow, cool. I can't wait to go to Montreal someday. And then it felt like over the years, it seemed to just like dwindle away and there was no more Montreal parkour community. And I could be totally wrong about that, but there wasn't the media coming out around the community that showed me that there's still very much people who are active and training and pushing hard. And so this video mind the cap is actually really refreshing because now mm -hmm. i get to see that there's actually a prosperous Mo montreal parkour community and there's a group this group of guys and i know these aren't the only ones out there but there are these guys out here who are seemingly pretty young 
and on the come up and they're putting together a, a like a cinematic parkour piece which is super cool to see because this is like exactly what I think we need more of is just more parkour content that's longer form and not just like Instagram hits. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can go more into detail about the guys that, that made this, but we really don't know because it was kind of missing that from the piece. Like you start the, the video and you're seeing different guys show up, but you don't really know who they are or anything about them until the end. And that's probably something that they maybe could have factored into it was putting in like titles or something earlier. Um, you had mentioned to me like like how Breach did we we both said like Breach did an excellent job of like their introduction yeah, of the athletes, intro credits, even though we knew who they were. The intro credits yeah. for Breach were like like top notch. Like that yeah. that was the best. They they did that the best, I think. But but yeah, this this video was missing that. Like especially for a group of athletes that are completely unknown. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, I live in Canada and I don't know these guys. Yeah. Um, but what what made it so? Because we just talked about how Capstone, uh, a lot of it being carried by by the athletes. What made this a great watch for you, knowing that the athletes simply like aren't as good as as the level that we see in a film like Capstone? Yeah, I mean, the. Coolest parts for me, it was how a lot of the cinematic choices were made of the various shots of like a, a lot of like pickup shots, B-roll shots that were um, around almost like without a lot of like without any kind of like narration or um, or commentary around what's happening is kind of the build up to the jump or like what happened, like they fail it and there's like the emotion around failing and then coming back and kind of getting the redemption arc. It had those kind of feelings to it. And it was, that was really cool. I think, um, you know, over the course of the video. So that's what I really liked is like the cinematic elements too. I thought it was filmed very well and it really showcased Montreal in a really cool light parts that I didn't like as much. Um, which is, you know, they're not i mean i last night i watched it for the second time i watched it after capstone and it's it's very hard to compare these two films because you have on the one hand the most elite high level jumps and parkour skills happening and then on the other hand you have just really nice cinematic looking stuff but very much like not elite level movement happening so it made me feel some things during throughout the throughout it, and it I could identify. This is something that you brought up earlier. We were talking about is like you could identify with the feeling of trying and failing, and then trying to come back and do it again. Mm. Um, and that I felt I really identified with. But coming away from the the whole video, it's hard to think of any memorable moments in it. Um, you know, there's like the very first. Thing that happens is very the intro to this film is really awesome and then there's not a lot of memorable moments that happen throughout that make me think i have to go like back and watch that again um so yeah what would you what would you rate out of five three out of five okay see i still think i would give it like a four in terms of like a film because of the 
the film is the enjoyment in- i would say like i wouldn't it's not as high as a capstone but in terms of just like a film that i could watch and enjoy like f- like four to five for sure and to to pick to pick on like what you were saying there about the uh, the feeling of of training of of trying something hard in parkour something not only hard but something that has some some risk to it again not we're not talking about capstone level we're talking about like you're you've reached an advanced level of parkour and you're staring down this jump right now that you've decided you want to do and you're with your bros to do this for a video project and i just feel like they just captured it so well like just mm. that that sort of feeling of um of trying and then maybe it wasn't quite perfect you gotta do it again the other thing they did that um that you didn't mention yet that uh, I think could add a lot for me and probably for you for something in a film like Capstone is there was actually some commentary. Mm-hmm. So there's bits of like subtitles where you probably can't because maybe they're not filming with a, a microphone to pick up that sort of thing. Maybe that wasn't the plan, but the camera guy is still rolling and you do have some bits where someone is saying something or someone gets something, you have a reaction. And they did a really good job of, of, of picking up all of that, what we call sometimes B-roll, and putting it in there. So it's it's still still like a montage because it's still very much just like here's a, here's a music part and then on to the next music part and on to the next music part. But you have elements of documentary, you have elements of storytelling that really brings it together and makes it more of a watchable 19 minutes. Uh, although... <laughs> Uh, and you, you, you had a similar experience uh, with your wife, but I had, I had Gloria watching yesterday and we get towards the end of Mind the Gap and she's like, this is kind of long. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for me, because I'm in parkour and, and I go into this thing not having, I, I, I knew I wasn't going to see like world-class shit. You know, I, uh, but there were elements of surprise where I was surprised at like, oh, you know, there's, that guy's really talented. Cool. Um, and, and I just, just, that I wasn't expecting to get that, that feeling. I wasn't expecting such a good level of, of, uh, of cinema out of it, but maybe it is a film for parkour people and not necessarily for, cause yeah, her reaction was like, oh, these guys aren't as good as like a lot of the other stuff you show me was, yeah. was her reaction. And that's, I mean. I think upon first watch, I really, I really enjoyed it because of the cinematic experience. Upon second watch, especially after having watched Capstone, it was kind of hard to watch. I was like starting to get the feeling of like, okay, I'm like, I'm done watching, and I'd rather do something else now. Um, but I was committed to continue <laughs> watching um, because I, I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to re-experience like all the different elements of it again. But I think, um, and what I said about Capstone earlier about like rewatch, it actually has a lot of rewatch value. So like Capstone, yes. I'm like watching and it's like, okay, I got to watch it again because I got to watch it again. I got to watch it. Again. It's actually getting better as well, I watch it again. I think part of the, the thing when you're, when I talk about getting kind of lulled mm-hmm. to not, not to sleep, but, you know, taken out of the, the experience because it's, because it's long and because there's not a lot done with the edit to make you feel the emotion of the situations is you miss stuff. Like when yes. I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, I don't remember that part. I don't even remember this guy. 
Yeah. And then I looked at the timeline for Capstone. And I'm like, oh, 17 minutes. And it's like there's actually 17 people and each of them have about a minute of time. Yeah. Um, I think like Mind the Gap, it was overall, it was really, it was good. But as I was saying before about rewatch quality, rewatch, rewatchability, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's starting, like, the second time, I was like, yeah, like, I don't know if I would want to watch this a third time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the very first watch was enjoyable. I very much enjoyed it. But, um, like, Capstone is getting better over time for me, and Mind the Gap is getting a little bit worse mm-hmm. over time. That's not to take away from the, the film, because I actually think the film put, was put together so so yeah, well. We, we are comparing apples to oranges a little yeah, bit here. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. exactly. Um um, because it had like elements of like telling a story without mm-hmm. explicitly being like telling a story, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I really think is, is, uh, necessary for Parkour. One thing actually that both of these films, so I actually mentioned on Friday, you texted me about Mind the Gap. You said, Hey, you should watch it. And, um, and you, and, uh, I said, Oh, the, the content gods are, uh, are blessing us. Right. Cause like, there's like been a lot of great content coming out recently mm-hmm. uh, you know hazel um capstone swarm mind the gap dive holes came out hey. <laughs> you know, always throwing in the plug uh, <laughs> um and it's been really great to see so much coming out in the parkour world that's not just instagram content that's yes. longer form youtube content and it's feeling like a resurgence of uh parkour culture that wasn't that was present in the um early early 2010s or even Mm -hmm. before well some people refer to that as the golden era and i would say like like mind the gap is like a golden era piece it's longer than what you would have seen at that time because those were still like five to ten minute edits maybe but it definitely felt like that sort of vibe yeah I miss the golden era a little bit. I'm not going to lie. If you call, I, don't, I don't like calling it that. I just know that there's some heads that will refer to it as that. Uh, guys like Max Henry definitely refer to it as, as that. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm very um, optimistic about where we're heading with parkour content um, just because of this, the last couple of weeks of the, of these, uh, youtube edits coming out and i think there's there's more to come still i think there's there's like a few other longer form pieces that i've heard are being filmed or or edited or worked on and uh you know likely not all of them are going to be good Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but the fact is it's happening and Mm -hmm. and this is actually something that i wanted to say which was uh capstone and and mind the gap this weekend i was like feeling very inspired to like i want to like i want to first of all i want to train i'm feeling motivated to train mm-hmm, right now mm-hmm. and uh and the second part is like ah, uh, like it would be really cool to do like a longer form piece with a team of mm-hmm. people because it ha- this hasn't happened for um for years now where we've actually gone out as a team trying to find challenges to record uh, a la the origins mixtape yeah we had the, the mixtape era yeah which we've done we did six 
Makes it yeah. Do you know? Do you know? Actually, I was thinking about it the other day. Do you know? Do you know about when it ended? Like was what? When, what? What event happened? Was that we, your Achilles? Yeah. The Achilles tear ended. <laughs> the Origins mixtape series. How awful! Um, it's my biggest fear right now. Um, we don't talk about that. No, we don't. But but when I mean, we shouldn't. But but yeah, like I don't know if if you, the audience member, have if you have watched Origins mixtape, leave a comment below and tell us which one was your favorite. Because I know my Ooh. favorite. I know my favorite. And my uh, and yeah, I'll just say it. Mixtape three, mixtape three was uh, was probably the best edit. It had the best song choices, in my opinion, and it also uh, uh, I think my lines in there were really good. So I think that I'm was uh, I think if you look at mixtape one to three as like Tom's progression arc, then, <laughs> then yes, um, song choices. I chose all the songs. I know, I know. <laughs> you you crushed those edits. Did you edit all of them, or was yeah, there? No, okay. it was only me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Jared Jared Davis was doing some edits of other projects that were mixtape ish, but uh, didn't have the title. Um, yeah, I started with like mixtape one, where I think I think I was doing like some like comic book style transitions, yeah. and that was, and I would just thought of like the the title mixtape as like, oh yeah, that's what we're doing here. These are these yeah. are not these are not necessarily highlights. They're not necessarily finished pieces this is just like it's a mixtape yeah that's what it is no it, that, it was the perfect <laughs> name and it was the perfect it was the yeah it was it was perfect and I, I i i look back very fondly on those days because a lot of and i know you actually have a different experience of oh uh, uh, you know when i think about it yeah some of the sessions were negative i think i was going through a bit of a rough like time with direction for like what kind of challenges I wanted to do. And I had a certain vision that I was never able to hit. It was like, I should be doing like this harder stuff. And so I would go out to sessions and I would like warm up things and I would kind of attempt things or prep things and just wouldn't leave sessions with any accomplishments really. Yeah. I felt the opposite. I felt like, man, like every time Tom, we go Tom out, I'm getting a clip, yeah. you know? And it was like, and that was, and that was so cool. And that was, uh, it was the game day mentality. It was the, mm. like, um, we're going out and we're, we're going to get a clip or we're, we're going to try to find a clip. And everybody, everybody's like working to like find something, right? We go to mm. a spot. And a lot of, a lot of that period also was a exploration period where there was still a lot of untapped spots or places in vancouver either downtown or ubc or sfu or wherever we had ended up going and it was really cool because it was this whole exploration of those uh of those areas that either nobody had no parkour person had really been to or nobody had been there in years right and so it was kind of like an un it's like uh i don't know if you ever play like a video game where like the map is like darkened and then you go over yeah, into the yeah, area yeah. and it illuminates it. And it's like, yeah, that's what it feels like. It's like we're unlocking different areas of the city. And now like looking back on it is like, okay, now I actually like know where a lot of things are. And so now we're in almost like a different era of experience where there's other guys who maybe even haven't, haven't been to like nearly as many spots as mm -hmm. we have. And so I feel bad sometimes like for, for the kids, because they'll ask me like where spots are, or they'll be like, I found a new spot. It's kind of like, uh, I, you know, just the thought comes to me when they say, I found a new spot. And I think, no, no you didn't. 
Yeah. <laughs> but for them, it's yeah, new. And that's what's cool is that they explored and found mm-hmm. it on their own. And they yeah. didn't, it wasn't like a, hey, come with me. I got something to show you. It's like uh, they're just going out and they're like navigating and unlocking their little yeah. areas of the map. I do have a bit of a chip on my shoulder sometimes, though, when people go to spots that aren't new and do something. And I think maybe you should go back on my YouTube about like five or six years and take a look on, on uh, what was done because yeah, there's some, uh, there's some cool shit that's happened. That's true. That, that just because I don't know, there's just too much but they're, that people forget. You but know? they're, they're allowed to have their own parkour experience. Yeah. They don't need to be influenced by like what's already happened or, and sometimes that's better, right? Like, and like, sometimes I'll go with somebody who hasn't been to a spot and I'll go, I'll be like, Oh, and here's a double Kong over here. And there's the cat leap. And there's, this is the, mm. this is the underbar, and this is whatever. And then I like, and then I'm like, why am I doing that? Like, I'm kind of ruining this, the experience of like going in and mm-hmm. getting like getting to view a spot with fresh eyes. Instead, I'm telling them what I've seen or done or had, uh, have seen other people do. And sometimes, you know, like I try to bite my tongue and like I bring somebody new to an to an old spot or whatever, and I'm just like, yeah, like I just have to like shut up, yeah. just like let let you explore it because <laughs> you might actually have eyes for something that I've never seen or thought about before, or you might do the same exact jump that has been done by like that's several that generations of people. That one's the hardest thing for me is when I go to a, a, a sesh and there's some guys that <clears throat> haven't been doing parkour in Vancouver or parkour at all for, for as long. And they're looking at a challenge as if it's like, cause this, this whole like NBD thing is- Nobody's you know, done parkour as long as you right. were in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but- uh, <laughs> I can count like five people in the world and they're all named David Bell or Sebastian Foucault. <laughs> Sorry, go <laughs> Giles is out there somewhere. Yeah, Giles probably hasn't beat. So, so, uh, you know, we, we end up on these situations and, and I'm always just, yeah, like it's hard for me to bite my tongue because they're, I don't want to ruin their experience. And I feel like I'm this bitter old man who's just over in the corner of the spot watching these guys prep this challenge that I've seen done before or done myself. <laughs> and, I'm pretend- and I'm just pretending that I don't, you know, it's, <laughs> that I've never it's seen really it hard to do that though. It's yeah. really hard not to like mention, oh yeah, like I've done this one. And yeah. it's like. But like, I think it's, it's important. It's ego crushing. Yeah, it is. It, but it's important, right? Like, it's important to let people have their own experience of the spot. Um, well, but you know, there's there's also value in like pointing out a challenge that they haven't thought of yet. But um, especially if it's something that's maybe within their skill set or something that would be a good ch- level of challenge for them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. A- anyway, I'm feeling motivated to get out there especially my knees feeling so much better now like i actually had a, a session after coaching on last week mm-hmm. with and uh, the, the shoulders with ollie oh shoulders feel like trash uh, but <laughs> but i just can't swing too much <laughs> um yeah a little bit of lashes will be okay mm-hmm. but um, they were sore like the next day after that anyway but yeah i'm like i'm feeling more motivated to jump and i'm also feeling motivated to like train outside and get get some content and it'd be i don't know it'd be cool to work on a longer form project if that doesn't happen even a shorter thing would be really cool or just 
doing and having experiences. But I've actually, I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm, I, uh, I'm feeling, and I've been feeling like this for the last few years, where I actually want to film everything challenging that I do. Uh, you, you mean like when you say film, you mean not get a vertical video? Phone is good enough, mm. but like, but it would be great to have like, if some, if it's something that's like, has the aesthetic that it would be really cool mm -hmm. and also is challenging for me, I want it documented at mm -hmm. least on a phone, if not like um, for a bigger project. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I think is because as I age, uh, I mean, man, we did jump testing today mm -hmm. and I did very poorly relative to where I was once at. Yeah, Like I probably jumped a foot less than what I was capable of at one point in my jumping career mm -hmm. to the point where I should think about changing my Instagram handle. <laughs> that joke keeps coming up. I know. Um, but anyway, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, now I think I can get my jump back up and I can like, I can train my body and stuff, but I'm, I'm getting to an age where I'm starting to, um, potentially enter a period of actively getting worse. Mm. Um, and I want to make sure that anything that I do that is cool mm -hmm. <laughs> is documented because I'm, how old are you now again? I'm 34 and a half, 34. I'm trying to, oh no, it was before that. When I, so I, I feel you because, um, <clears throat> when I started trying to make a video project that's still not done. That was two two years after tearing my Achilles. So I was I was twenty nine when I tore my Achilles tendon. Yep. And I spent it would took about two years. That's how long it took um, for my head to get back into the game. Right. It was like a it, year before your body was back, mm -hmm. and then another year yeah. to get your head back. And it's the hardest thing because it's like when you completely like destroy a, a limb, particularly a leg in parkour, whether it's like you break, you break an ankle, not just sprain, like you break an ankle, you tear something in your knee, you tear um, uh, your Achilles tendon, whatever it is, um, that there's something that requires like a long build back. I thought we weren't gonna talk about this. Because sprains and tears, <laughs> I'm gonna rush over this to kind of like set the tone. Because yeah. sprains and like muscle tears and stuff, not quite the same. Um, but something where you really have a long build back and it was so traumatic when it happened and so out of, out of, um, out of the blue, like it just, it just happens to you. And you're like, my body broke, what? what? And, and to, to get back into a headspace where you're okay loading and pushing off of that, uh, that leg again takes a long time. So it took me, when I see people get back faster than that, I'm blown away. Cause I'm like, wow, you must have crazy self-belief. Took me over two years. When I got back to that over two year period, I thought, you know, it's been some time since I have done an edit of myself doing anything. And then I started to get ideas. I, it started with like one line that I, that I had pictured not and that I had prepped part of and I thought I'm going to come back and film this and I don't want to post it on Instagram uh, I want to do a video and I, I started to 
have this idea on the video of like, I'm gonna do this video where I'm a guy in his 30s doing parkour. I'm gonna be hitting hard challenges. They're gonna have a specific theme to them, a theme that I haven't seen before. And that was the thing, because I felt like this was my last opportunity before maybe, I, started, I wasn't really thinking I was on my way out, but I was like starting to think, you know, I, I hit a peak when I was like 29, had a big injury, like, and then, um, you know, seemingly got back to where I was. I, I definitely had a bigger jump at 29. Like I was, that was, that was definitely peak for me in terms of jumping ability, but I got close, I got back to close to where it was. And then another thing happened to me, but, um, yeah, so now here I am like basically trying to finish up this project, but I, but I totally get what you're saying with, wanting to capture something because um yeah it's it and i have all this like saved footage right now too where and some of it is like challenges that i'm quite um proud of and that i i do want to share and part of the intention of it was like landmark challenges too where they're like this at this spot this happens at this spot this happens there and one of my goals is to kind of put this out and, and have it as like a hopefully like a motivator for the next gen of of guys to like one-up me Mm -hmm. basically something I'm kind of hoping for is like to see each of those challenges get one up because I know that other people can do them yeah yeah I mean and like this is so it's like legacy moves like yeah what exactly <laughs> and I felt this way about dive holes and ascension too where these were legacy moves where it's like okay I've worked very hard to get up to a certain level of ability with with these types of this these themes of movement and I want to make sure I capture it and put it out into the world so that people can look back and, and be potentially influenced by it or inspired by it. But more than anything is like, if I have kids someday, I want to be able to show them like, look, you're, you know, your pops knew how to move. You know, he was, he, he did something, some, something um, crazy. But to the point where, to the point of like, um, you know, I, I want and it's not even like recognition that like sure that like that's a nice like side benefit of like being recognized for like the skill that you've developed um but it would just like if i died tomorrow it would suck to not never have put out dive holes like it would suck to have never been like accumulated this like um this almost like video diary of all like the highest like the best my best work in this like realm mm -hmm. because um, because that I feel would like die off with me, you know, and that would suck. So legacy moves are kind of like in terms of video is what I, I see it as. And now post dive holes, I feel like, okay, there's like, you know, I'm not just the guy who climbs and dives through stuff. I do other elements of parkour. Yeah, you're, you're Tom Jumps. I'm Tom, I'm Tom Jumps, damn it. So, so and, and I have like a couple lines that I filmed like, la, I think it was last year, um, that are like cool lines that are like very parkour, like traditional parkour. And it, and uh, I, I don't know if they'll fit into a project somehow, but, um, but more things like that where, and you know, it might, it might end up utilizing a specialty like a dive hole or an ascent or something like that, but I do want to put together more, um, more lines and 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 parkour uh, like legacy movements, and just so that I have it for myself to look back on in 20, 30 years, 
show my kids, show, show my grandkids if I, you know, if those types of things happen to me, but we'll see. Yeah, I think we live in a unique time where, so if you look at it as like if parkour is competitive, you know, you'd have like, you know, maybe medals or trophies or something, you know, at, at whatever, whatever region or national or whatever, you know, whatever level you achieve. And those are the types of things that you share with your family or your um, younglings when, <laughs> when and if you have them. Uh, but we're in a, in a unique uh, time where media is so accessible to, to utilize. So you don't have to be like, you don't need a film crew to make a yeah. film. <laughs> uh, you need, you need some friends. I definitely, right? I didn't have a film crew for dive holes. Like, hey, can you hold this camera for me? Yeah. Maybe do it like this. <laughs> or, or iPhone. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, so you get stuff like, uh, and I think they're, they're actually quite talented in the, the film realm. I, I believe, uh, like Dylan, uh, and, and Emil, we didn't actually talk about, um, uh, Emil from Montreal, who, um, also is, uh, one of the people behind, uh, Mind the Gap. And so they did, they did an excellent job there, but I don't think that level is unreachable by a lot of parkour groups out there. So like, if you're watching this and you have, if you have a group, you got a group of bros, um, and you want to go out and, and make a parkour video, freaking do it because you have all the tools at your disposal to do it. Yeah. I mean, we've got a good crew here. Yeah. We're, we're coming in and we're lifting weights and we're, uh, and I think, you know, a lot, especially like the young guys, like they're, they're mingling and training mm -hmm. outside and, and doing things that are, they're definitely on the come up of like a group of a group of guys who are going to be kind of like the pat we're passing the torch to yeah the well we had a we had a shift in um in athletes right so you talk about when we stopped doing mixtapes you know i said okay i got injured got back from the injury i started my own project um and that was kind of like what i was focused on um we started to do excuse me some some vlogging here or there but it wasn't the same right and and yeah i had i just had certain specific goals and maybe it would have been better if we if it was treated like game days like maybe i wouldn't be sitting here right now regretting that i went to go film a cat leap two times in the course of two weeks and i didn't commit to doing it i just stared, stood and stared at a wall instead and maybe it would have been better if it was like a group of a group of bros and it was a game day and, and you know everyone was there for me and maybe someone else hit it with me too you know like that always helps to have someone else break the jump the right tribal mentality yeah. i think really does elevate like mm -hmm. what happens with the group right because it's not just you're almost like you're not just like the one the one person that's yeah, like it's, it's weird when it. it's just about you it's super weird it's like everybody and even if it's like you're the only one doing a challenge mm. it's like everybody is there supportive and this happens as well in the weight room right and i feel it the same way as like you know you're like all right we're doing as many reps as possible pull-ups and it's yeah. like you know you went up first and it's like all right well, i gotta be supportive all right let's go keep going up you know like trying to and then everybody joins in it's like yeah come on yeah you got this oh yeah and it's like this whole like experience of the tribal the tribe kind of like boosting you up and then you get that extra rep or two in that you probably wouldn't didn't have in you when you were by yourself i think that same mentality is carried outside when we go to a spot and somebody's trying to film a line or a jump or trying to get themselves to do something or break something that they, uh, they maybe on their own wouldn't even consider, but because they're in the group, they're actually like 
dialed in and feeling ready to do it. So, yeah. Oh, let's get back to that. Uh, I'm like, I'm motivated. Thank you, Mind the Gap. Thank yeah. you, Capstone. Thank you. Uh, is there, so it's, we've been recording for, I think, just under an hour now. Uh, there was one thing about Capstone we didn't touch on yet. I, I was like, <laughs> I feel like we have to, we were going to just because, just because we have some comments directly about it. And, and I think it is a controversial thing. Person, um, Justin Louie. Yeah. We were quite harsh, I guess. I don't know where we both quite hard. Because you, because there was like the dumb and silly thing, and I was like, "Did we say that?" Oh, you said that. Okay, I, cool. I probably did say it. Yeah. So uh, we have since listened to the store podcasts, and one thing I actually want to say first is that <laughs> something I talked about last week, where it's like if you don't, if you're putting out something into the world, you put on a film or whatever, you can't assume that people watching it are going to understand all the context behind what they're seeing unless you give it to them in that project. So telling us to listen to the store podcast after the fact, telling us to watch another one of those videos, it doesn't change that perception, particularly when we're putting out a reaction to something. Uh, we've since listened to parts of the store podcast. I have, I cannot find someone, please help me in the comments. I type in Justin Louie, parkour i typed in justin louis parkour one on youtube and i can't find anything so you're gonna try to find it right well, no now. i think the guy like <laughs> commented with the link oh really okay i didn't yeah I didn't see. okay well i guess we're gonna save it for the next week i don't want to do like a live reaction but i'm actually dying to see I um, <laughs> i'm dying to see a video of of Justin Louis actually landing stuff and, and things like that. There's, <laughs> there's some clips, there's some clips on his Instagram that I've seen, but you know, if he does have a whole video showing like what he can do, I would actually love to see it because I am sure he's super talented and there's some talent that goes into what he's doing now and giving it a week and listening to the store podcast. All right, cool. We found it. We're going to watch this after the recording today. It's only a minute long. No, 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 not right now. No, okay. no, 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 it's too late. Okay. We're, we're in the middle of this. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so having, you know, heard what you heard and uh, seeing what you've seen, how do you feel about it now? I'll, I'll say this to start. Including his part in there with the fails, like three massive attempts and all three of them being fails was an interesting move because it's got it's gotten us talking about it and it's potentially gotten more people to watch it because not not because of us necessarily but just in general it's gotten more people to watch it because somebody somewhere told somebody you gotta watch this video this guy just throws himself out the wall and fails horribly um so I think it's brilliant, but I also, I still think it's kind of dumb. <laughs> uh, so in the store podcast, he talks about how he like had a broken shin and then he couldn't like walk. And then the doctor says, oh, it's actually going to be longer than he thought it was to, to walk again. And so he goes and he like punches a hole in the wall and breaks his hand. And it's like, okay, so like we've got a guy who's like breaking himself this shin i don't know how that injury happened but then he breaks his hand because he's upset that his shin isn't healing fast enough and now he's throwing himself at walls three separate walls 
not like not trying them again and her and potentially risking hurting himself further for clout on the internet around parkour okay maybe he's pushing himself for the challenge whatever okay so i feel bad about being kind of harsh about it but i also still am not sold on his part being next to the most elite athletes in the world, like Dominic Fichtenbauer, Tim Champion, Joe Scandrett, three different storers. I mean, come on, like we have like the most high-level parkour athletes, Dom, Tomato, right? Even Dom is like landing the stuff that he's trying, which is like unprecedented. Well, he had a bail. And then he did it again. He goes back and does it again. Now, now, but here's the thing is like what they talk about in the store podcast is that he's interested and he's like, oh, maybe I could get it. It's not like, a, oh, I can do this if I just try really hard and I like get everything right. It will happen. It's like maybe I can do it. And so that's the mentality he's going into. He's kind of throwing himself into the unknown and through experiencing the unknown, he's learning about what is actually possible. The problem is he's not going back and doing things that he's actually capable of. And this is where my issue is, is that he's over, he's, he's either overestimating his ability or he knows where his ability is at and he's under, uh, or he's, he's underestimating how potentially dangerous it is. I don't understand, like, like I don't understand throwing yourself at a wall and failing and then putting that putting that into a video part that is now gonna be seen by people as like, this is the most elite experience of parkour in the world. Yeah, and is, he, is, is that what we are gonna expect for the next capstone? Is it gonna be, is his part gonna be another set of- un, Of fails. Of, of fails, of, of uncompleted, unlanded challenges yeah, and, and it's like i guess like do you consider them fails if he touched his feet against the wall like i guess we can't really know what somebody's intention is behind every single mm -hmm. skill that they have and i'm trying to find the middle ground here and this is kind of what, what you mentioned earlier is that you wanted to try to find the neutral position on this because uh i'm really really struggling on it um like i'm so impressed I'm actually impressed by this guy's like ability to commit to something that is actually impossible because he clearly wasn't able to, he wasn't even close on like on the cat leap that he tried. Um, but he was like, you know what? I'm still going to like send it and then land relatively safely. But man, I don't, I'm just not convinced that this is the right thing to be doing. Like, what is right? I don't know. Okay, let me let me try Go to ahead, let me try to. Um, okay, so on the on the store podcast, I think it's Sam Carter and Justin Louis speaking at around the same time. It's hard to tell because I think there's like six or seven people in that talk, and it's like who's even talking right now? We're about to lose battery. I don't want to plug that in. <laughs> We're gonna try to keep this rolling. So anyway, um, they're talking, and what they what uh, I think it's Sam says is that they want more send in parkours, right? Oh, it's here somewhere. 
They want more there to be more send. <laughs> we should just wait. We may, we may have to edit this. We'll see. I'm trying to plug in. If you're listening to this, it's probably fine. If you're watching to this, you are you're watching this, you are just you're just staring at uh Tom's chest right now because we forgot to plug in this camera. So there it is. Plugged in now, good to go. All right. So <clears throat> they're saying that they, they want more send in parkour. They want less like careful and they, they refer to like the parkour generation style of the whole like be strong to be useful thing. And these, these sort of mantras that we've kind of uh, went away with in parkour. And I've, I've stopped, I stopped lying to myself uh, <laughs> a while ago <laughs> about like, you know, I'm doing something that's like making me healthier because, you know, parkour, a lot of it is, is just damage and you can make yourself more resilient to the damage but a lot of it is still sometimes going to be luck. And I think Justin Louie in some of those locations is in some of those locations, uh, some of those instances is very lucky. Like when he uh, bails the Kong plyo to, to splat and he only hits the wall with one foot. Like I, I recorded this thing on my phone and I watched it back. Like, like I pause it. He, rec he hits it with one foot and then one foot lands on the ground and he like crumbles in the squat position. And I have seen strong people survive a lot less or not, sorry, not survive a lot less myself included. So <laughs> I don't know what he's doing to build up his resiliency to these types of situations, but you can only do so much. And if he's okay with that, his body, his choice, cool. I, we already talked about that, about the smoking and everything. But uh, I think what, what's trying to, what they're trying to do here is they're trying to say like, okay, there's, there's not enough pushing the limits. Um, but what do you get out of pushing limits? So you're going to push the limits to a certain point and I'm sure Kadori feels invincible with the amount of height drop he can take. I'm sure Dom feels invincible with the amount of height drop he can take out of a flip. I'm sure Justin is starting to feel invincible with the amount of distance he can hit at a vertical wall. And I think you can push that game to a certain point, but... I think the, the former two that I mentioned, and we, we talked about this, they're actually landing and completing things. So it's not quite the same. And, and you can look at, like if you look at other extreme sports, so you look at other um, uh, individual sports or pursuits, there's people that die. Like there's people that, that free solo, that die. There's people that uh, do, do all manners of, manners of things to like push the limit and die. And if you're again, if if you <laughs> if you're okay with that, then okay. Um, if you're okay with like maybe you know smashing into a wall and and hitting the ground, and then all of a sudden your leg is broken and doesn't work anymore for good, and you can't do parkour anymore, then okay. But I don't know if this, like you're saying, I, I don't know if it belongs in a capstone type video because what we should be celebrating if we're calling it capstone, if we're calling it the pinnacle of what's the best is, is successes, not, not the guy who maybe has a screw loose and is willing to, to like risk it all for himself. Like when he told, when he told the story of like, um, Kadori doesn't quite make a cat leap in the first, uh, capstone edit. Like he's not able to hold on and he tries a couple times and Justin Louie just wanted to jump at the wall to see if he can make it. That's that's cool. Like I think I think if uh, if I'm training with someone who's better than me and they're they're successfully doing a challenge, um, 
and I just want to try like to, to see if I can make it to a certain point of it, that's, that's actually like a great thing to do. But we're kind of celebrating this, like just pushing that to a certain extent. And I, I wonder how cool it would be if some of the other guys on the crew were completing some of the things he was trying, like the Kong Plyo Splat. I think that's actually a completable challenge. Like I think someone else could complete that and, and he just didn't hit it right. And it's like, are we, are we, are we trying to say that he's the only one that would try it? Cause I don't think that's true. Maybe he is the only one that's going to try it, but it's like, I want to push back on this idea that parkour is not sending enough. It's not like pushing the limits enough because I scroll through Instagram on a daily basis <laughs> and I see some of the most crazy, crazy, like impressive stuff that wouldn't have been possible five years pre previously. Right. Like, so I think there's still a lot of room for growth in parkour room for pushing the barrier. Um, and I'm not, I'm trying to, I'm like still trying to find the neutral ground here where, or like, or like the positive ground of, of Justin pushing the limits here. It's like, I almost wonder if I'm like there with him training with him and he's like, I'm going to try this splat or I'm going to try this cat leap or I'm going to try this, whatever. Um, am I going to have a different, um, Am I going to have a different opinion about this? Quite, so something that you could, because you've been there, uh, Risto. Yeah. How do you feel this about is a, Risto? So this is a, <laughs> oh, wow, this is perfect, right? Because, so Risto. What's his, how do you say his last name? McFeely, I, I think. I thought it was, but it sounds funny, so I wasn't so sure. So Risto is, uh, he's from Washington, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and he, uh, if you don't know who I'm talking about, you got to go look this guy up. <laughs> he does some of the biggest high drops I've ever seen. And like, so his like trademark move was aerial height drop off of the highest thing he could find and then pops like a backflip out of it. So like he's somehow able to like backflip off of like, so he does aerial height drop off of like 12 he, or 13 he did a, feet. He did a 14 foot wall in Portland. And this is not 14 feet measure with your feet or eyeball it. This was like actually built and measured. 14 foot wall, aerials off of it. And then it doesn't do a punch backflip, but like absorbs it and backflips. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's incredible. And so I think a lot of people would look at Risto and be like, okay, he is being reckless. He's taking unnecessary height, height drop impact. And not only that, but he's like trying to push a flip out of it. So he's, I don't know, he's, he's just kind of like taking impact to the next level by trying to like do something else with it. So, um, but he's clearly like doing it in a way that he's like, he's like trained really well, really hard for it. He's like developed this skill set over a long period of time. And he's actually executing it like, wow, that's like, there's no better way to be able to execute this than the way he did it, right? Like, I, don't, I can't imagine anybody doing it any better. Um, so I guess, I guess when I look at Justin Louis, I don't, I don't see the Risto in him. I see the reckless. Hmm. 
and maybe I'm maybe I'm actually wrong here. And maybe he's just he's really good at like dealing with these types of scenarios and like, you know, he knows how to slip out right or whatever. I know the Kong Plyo, like that one was definitely like a bail. Yeah, it looked really bad, but I also wonder like how much how much tension you hold in a fall, which is it's it's just something you can't really train for. Um, but how much tension you hold in the fall really changes how your body adapts to the impact. So like if you are, if you are looser, <laughs> you're less likely to like, if you, if you land, if you are falling with everything and even land on your feet in an awkward way and you tense up, that's where like tears and things tend to happen yeah. more so than loose being loose and accepting it. I guess what I'm coming at this from is like, the perspective of a you know if i was if i was watching a skate part or like in a, so a video there's like a long form skate video and each skater has a part well this is what they're comparing it to when they watch, say there's more send they're saying they're they're referring to other sports so when i watch a skate part you might see that skater fall and hurt themselves but you're not going to see them throughout the entire part fail every single landing like it's like the now like i don't know if you know who jaws is he's mm -hmm. a skater who does massive height drops if he films a part he's not gonna have the entirety of his part be him taking a height drop and falling off of his board three different times and then that's the end of his part he's gonna be landing and rolling away somehow in most of his clips. He might have some bails in there. He might be like, he might get, he might show an injury happen or mm -hmm. something like that, but he's gonna end up rolling away. I've, and the equivalent of rolling away mm -hmm. in parkour is landing well. <laughs> well enough, yeah. right? Like, like a even, bounce back. If, even, even putting your hands down on the floor or something like that. Like, like skateboarding has different types of landings where they have really high standards of like, if you roll away and you lift up the front of your board and kind of like pivot over, they call it a tic-tac, they're like usually not super happy with it. Or like they'll be it, they'll get it after like 50 tries and they'll be like, oh, I don't even care, I, I did a tic-tac there, but I don't even care because like it took me so long to get this. Or like they might do a hand drag or something like that. And a hand drag is like, not considered clean, but if it's hard enough, then it's like, all right, acceptable. He at least rolled away. Mm -hmm. But if you don't roll away, you didn't land the trick. And you didn't land the trick, you don't really get the clout. So it's the same, I think it's the same thing in parkour is like, we have to have some kind of standard of like, if all Justin is doing is failing, then we shouldn't be celebrating as much as we are in this scenario. He should be rolling away in some of his clips, so to speak. I think I've said my piece. All right, I have, I have one, one last question to kind of settle this. If he goes back and he completes one of the three things, well, the first one is kind of like he just slides down as a dirt pile. I don't, I don't know what that the goal was That one might have been there. successful. Um, but yeah. that's again, we don't know his intention, right? So that's- <laughs> um, Well, let's say the, the Kong plyo. Say he actually completes it. Say he actually does a Kong, and does his legs don't give out on him this time. He actually does a plyo, makes it the wall, does a splat, lands, does a nice gallop out or whatever. 
do you feel differently? Does that, does that change anything for you? If he did do that, I would have immensely more respect for him. Okay. Immensely more respect. But here's the thing. We're still like, it's being posted to Instagram and you got people saying, wow, crazy save. What are you made of? Oh, this and that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this isn't a save. This is a lucky scenario where he misjudged a jump and he ended up putting himself in a very compromised position and still somehow walked away from it. Like if that were to happen, like again, if he were to do the like the same thing, he might like the next time it happens, he might like break a leg or tear his knee or twist an ankle or something might happen. It's like, it's kind of rolling the dice here. So, but if he does go back and do it again and he gets it clean or cleaner, like to the point where he has some level of success, whatever that intention was, I have way more respect because it's showing that he has some level of standard that he's trying to live up to. It's not just like, eh, whatever, whatever happens, happens. I maybe could make it, but if I can't, whatever, that's cool. You know, this is the mentality that I think, um, the old heads would be annoyed by and i'm somehow finding myself in that camp even though i hate the whole that whole mentality of like oh well i'm not gonna jump after and i'm not gonna jump until i've done two years of training it's like what is that even <laughs> um and i guess like this is the problem i have with so like uh there's very much like this whole parkour generations or like almost movement culture like parkour culture like within the whole like uh overarching umbrella of parkour culture that refers to what i think you and i practice and what capstone practices and what all like all, most of the parkour world practices they refer to it as send culture mm. and i was like when i first heard that i was like that's ridiculous like that's just doing parkour. Like that's do that's taking uh, your ability and testing it against a structure, or testing a challenge. It's ridiculous to call it send culture. But now I'm seeing like now we're actually getting further and further towards that direction of yeah, like capstone. Some of it is send culture, where it's like you're not necessarily training. You're not. This is like the game day. I'm trying to take what I've built up in my training and apply it in these real life experiences or real life scenarios where I'm putting myself out there in really vulnerable consequential scenarios and trying to survive them. And I think there's a lot of value to most of that, but Justin, I think crosses over the line with this into where it's starting to get dumb for me. And that's just my opinion. And I think a lot of people will disagree with me, but funny enough, like I've gotten multiple DMs that are like agreeing with me, but they're DMs and they're not public. So they're not actually being seen by many people. Um, I can't remember if, uh, I just heard some child screaming at the door, but I can't remember if uh, we were officially starting the podcast when I said this, but I am in some ways envious of of uh, Justin and, and a lot of those guys, what they're, what they're capable of because it is, the biggest thing for me since, you know, I've started parkour, but even like once, once I had enough tools under my belt of what I was able to, to do is 
just sometimes not being able to commit to trying. I keep bringing it up, but there's there's a jump I wanted to do recently. I want to do it for a long time, and I'm I'm would you say I'm capable of doing it? Yes. <laughs> um, so I have other people that think I'm capable of doing it. I think I'm capable of doing it. For some reason, when I get there, I just can't even because tr- because trying would mean either taking a bit of a height drop or sliding down a wall. Both scenarios I'm actually okay with, and for whatever reason, I haven't been able to. It's it's gonna happen, but. Um, <laughs> I haven't been able to do it. I think we should leave it there. Yeah. Well, I just want to. I just <laughs> want to finish here by Final saying thought. I feel. I feel a bit. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I feel bad. I feel bad that I'm being so critical of Justin's approach here, but I, I'm. It's it's like I'm taking crazy pills because. I, I feel like this we're cel- we're celebrating not just failure but like near like catastrophic failure. It's like like it's it's almost like Hazal if people were like were celebrating her falling and being like like yeah, you're awesome for falling. Like, wow, amazing. Broken elbow, pfft, no big deal, you know, <laughs> or like dislocated elbow. Um, you know, and I think she should be celebrated for her wins, not necessarily for like what went wrong here. And I think the same is true for Justin is that we should be we should celebrate his wins, and I feel like he's not showing us any wins. And this is this is kind of the, the ultimate Thing at the end of the day and i want to i i think he's got some crazy ability especially with just like the ability to commit to challenges that i think are seemingly impossible but if he were to just like dial it back a little bit and actually land a jump it may it would make me feel so much better about celebrating him as an athlete because because i get to celebrate his wins i mean it's like i don't know like imagine tim champions double kong he didn't make the double Kong and like landed on his back on like somehow like, or like <laughs> clipped his feet and then like fell forward, flipped mm-hmm. over and landed mm-hmm. on his back. Like, wow. Amazing double Kong, <laughs> you know, yeah. like at least you tried it. And it's like, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't have tried it. If that's the result every time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what you don't know if it's every time. It's still... But that's all they're showing us. That's the yeah. problem. Is it happened in, in Capstone Australia as well, and he got injured in that one too. So, but yeah, I feel I feel bad being so critical. Maybe if I were to train, this is what I was trying to say before: is maybe mm-hmm. if I were to train with him, I would have a completely different perspective on it because I see firsthand his preparation and his mm-hmm. process. But at this moment, as just a casual, as a viewer who's watching this, I'm not able to get into the space of I am celebra- I get to celebrate your wins because I see your process of failure. I'm seeing only your failure and now I'm expected to celebrate it. I, that's the problem I have with it. So I think I'm happy to end there. I really didn't, <laughs> I actually really didn't want to talk about this again because yeah. I, again, I feel bad. I feel bad being so critical because I don't yeah. like being this critical. Um, but I, I, I think it needs to be talked about because it's, 
it, it's the type of thing that's not being talked about enough. Absolutely. And that's, uh, that's what we're here for. So please uh, leave, us, leave us a comment because if you disagree, if you agree, we would like to know. Uh, we'll, hopefully we've, we've closed the chapter a little bit here on uh, Capstone and Justin Louis. We can talk about something else next week. But uh, yeah, if please, please let us know how you feel about it. Uh, we are totally open to, to changing our minds uh, with these types of things. Also, uh, take note that we aren't putting ads on these podcasts anymore. Uh, we're not trying to really make money off uh, YouTube, at least at this point. Uh, we just want you to be able to watch this, uh, enjoy this, whether it's in podcast form or YouTube. So if you would like to support us, share. Uh, Share this video, share, share the podcast if you're listening to it through Apple Podcasts or whatever. We'll see you again next week with another talk. And uh, yeah, that's it for us today.